I'm Addie Lowen, inviting you to join in and listen in on a conversation I had with Trish Braun, a Grunthal mom who brought adopted siblings from Ukraine the day before the Russian invasion back to Canada. Hey, Trish, it's been a long time. How are you doing? Good, excellent. You know, crazy, chaotic. I don't know, all the things. <laughs> Well, if I'd asked you a year ago, I'm sure it would have been different. Yeah, well, I don't know that much different. This is our second adoption, so we've uh, we're at eight kids now. But so it's been crazy for a little while. It's awesome. I know it's bananas. <laughs> so then, uh, Trish, how did the journey and decision to adopt begin? So in probably around 2017 or so, um, my husband and I had two children. We had two boys, and um, realized they were living a pretty cushy life not that you know it's a good thing but we wanted a little bit more for our family and felt like we could offer more and so um, after some wrestling for a while we um, decided that adoption was going to be what we were going to pursue and we didn't know if that meant local adoption or fostering or international so we did our research like we do and uh, ended up um, going to Ukraine to adopt a set of siblings that were there were three of them at the time um, 11, 8, and 5 years old. That was in 2019 we came home with them. Uh, we had them home for a while, but after you've been there and you've seen the faces and you start hearing the stories of the kids, um, you realize the need is even greater than than ever, and so we felt compelled to go back. So this last year we've been working towards our second adoption, and in February 2022, exactly a month ago, we got home with our next set of three siblings who are 16, 10, and 6. So, yes, that makes 8 altogether. And I think 8 is enough, but we'll, um, you know, we'll let the Lord decide if that's true or not. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, did you go to the same orphanage then? Yeah, so Ukraine adoption is, is quite unique compared to most places. You don't actually get to pick the kids you're going to adopt before you get in country. So you get invited to come once you've been approved. And then they show you pictures of kids that match your home study approval. So you see a list of kids and then you choose from there which one, which set of kids you want to go meet and you go to wherever the kids are. So the set of kids, of the pictures that we chose happened to be from the exact same orphanage as our first set of kids. So we got to go back to the exact same town and spend a couple months uh, in the area that we already got to know so well in 2019. So that was a gift for us because we had met friends and we had become part of a church community there. Uh, and so going back really did feel like going home. Wow, that's amazing. Had you taken yeah. uh, your own children and the other three with you or is it just you and Mike? So Mike and I went, we had to do this adoption in three trips. Um, the first two trips uh, we went together. The final trip when we got custody of the kids, I actually went alone um, because... Well, he has a business to take care of, and we have five kids at home. So I was going to try and do it alone, and if all was going terrible and I was struggling too much, then it was the SOS flare was going to come up, and he was going to come and meet me in Ukraine. Uh, of course, we didn't really expect the escalation of um, the whole Russian invasion to happen at the time that we were there. So things became actually more difficult for him to come towards the end because we were we had about three weeks left in the process, when I got a phone call to say we needed to move from the location that we were at. I had the kids already living with me for almost a month. And um, they said, no, this is not a safe place for you. We need to try and get you out of the country. 
uh, ASAP. So there was a bit of a panic for a couple of days. We tried to find embassy service that wasn't available in the capital anymore. And um, so we we drove around most of Ukraine. I think we spent 20 hours in a van with our facilitator and our driver and the three kids and I, and eventually ended up finding consular services in Lviv, got the kids' visas and passports within a couple hours. And by the next morning, we were already flying home. So it was it was a bit of a panic. We were not expecting to be leaving in that kind of time frame at all. We had more things we thought we would need to get done. But um, looking back, certainly I'm so thankful that things happened as quickly as they did. What was the atmosphere in Ukraine like on those final days? I mean, you, you mentioned a little panic and stress, but what did you notice from other people around you? Well, on the ground, it felt very normal, right? Like the, the markets were full of people. Things were still happening. Our friends were going to work. Uh, I didn't feel any difference. In fact, maybe ignorance is bliss because I couldn't understand the news. Um, so I wasn't really paying attention to the news, but no one else seemed to be doing anything out of the ordinary until that very last day when when we got the phone call and I said to our friends, I said, is this a little bit panicky? And they said, yeah, but you know what? I think that might be a good idea for you to, to get moving. Um, if they're telling you to go, you should probably go. So uh, it certainly didn't take long after that, obviously, where we, we saw where the escalation happened. But on the ground, it didn't feel that different, actually. And I'm thankful for that because my friends from home and my family from home were, the news here, I think, was more unsettling. And so the messages I was getting were much more um, stressed and panicked than I felt actually on the ground. So wow, I was happy for all of them. All of our worry kind of subsided once I got on a plane with the kids and got here. So, uh, who was able to help you in Ukraine? Uh, like you said, you spent twenty hours in a in a van. Uh, who was with you there? <laughs> we have a facilitation team. Like our adoption team is is key, obviously, to the whole process. They are the ones doing the interpreting, making sure the paperwork, the court stuff, is all in order. So we are incredibly thankful for them. They are all Ukrainian, and they are all still there and um, so we think about them every day we have I mean certainly our friends there were helping we had a lot of people from here making phone calls to government agencies to try and and find ways to get us home too with the visas that we require from the Canada side so very very thankful for everyone's parts they're all working together so great as a team that's amazing are you still keeping Mm -hmm. in touch with the orphanage in Ukraine we are well we have a 16 year old now from here so that's here and obviously his best friends and we call them his brothers right people he's lived with for years day to day um we are in contact with them all the time so they've been evacuated luckily so they are no longer in ukraine but they are safe so we're thankful for that but they certainly don't are very much in this limbo so they're doing some schooling remotely but not sure how long that will be and if they'll be able to go back and when and what's going to be available to go back so Lots of unsettledness. There's lots of family members and extended family that our kids have that we're in contact with also on a pretty much daily basis. So it's being home is we're so thankful to be home, but there's definitely a level of stress knowing that um, there's family and friends there that are under extreme duress. And we certainly wish we could be doing more than what we're doing, but uh, lots of prayers and trying to collect money and all the things that they need to and working towards those things for them. Wow, that's amazing. And so now that you've been back for a few weeks, uh, how do you feel about your decision to adopt these, the next set of kids? <laughs> oh, we're incredibly thankful to have them. 
join our house. It's like they were always meant to be here. They fit right in. Actually, we have now three sets of twins, basically, and then then two little girls at the bottom that we never thought we would have. So it's been quite fun, actually, sliding them into into the group that we had previously, and they've done amazing. They've all started school. They're adapting super well. They're starting to eat food that they've never seen before, and they're not, you know, they're they're being very gracious about it and not sticking their tongues out or anything. So it's been, it's been really fun, actually. This time around, I learned more of the language, so that seems to have helped with some of the transition because they don't speak any English yet. So we are um, working towards some of that communication more and more. But um, overall, so great. So thankful to be home. That's amazing. So um, I'm going to go back a bit. Uh, you said you get to see photos of the kids. Um, do you then get a time period? I guess you said a few months that the kids also get to decide if they want to be with you or how does that work? Yeah. So once we go and meet the children, then they have, we, we both have a week basically to decide um, if it's a good fit. So we can say yes, we can say no, they can say yes, they can say no. I think over the age of eight, I think it is, they have to give approval and written approval to the court to say, yes, I accept these parents of mine that can be my new parents. So it's an interesting process that is unlike most other countries. Um, so it's a little bit stressful at the beginning because it's, communication is clearly an issue, but you, and you have to decide within the first five days if that's going to be something you want to pursue. Um, but we've been fortunate enough that it's been, it's worked out very, very well for us. And uh, yeah. so just wrapping this up, I mean, regardless of what is happening in Ukraine these days, what would you say to families or individuals considering adoption, especially from um, countries like Ukraine? Adoption, it, uh, I mean, the needs of orphans are great. You don't have to do a lot of research to realize that these are kids who have done nothing to deserve um, the situations they've been put in. And so I would say do do your research and talk to other families who have done it to decide if it's right for you. But if if you have the capacity, please just consider it. Um, there are lots of kids that need a home and a family. So that would be something that more families probably could open their hearts and minds up to. That would be awesome. There is a community of those of us who are doing it, who are so supportive and and like to walk along others who are doing it also. So you're, you won't be doing it alone. That's awesome. So, uh, and your, <laughs> and your full-time job is? <laughs> <laughs> well, I still work for Southern Health. Now I get to be on a, on a leave. So I'm on leave until September, but I'll be back at work, I think in September. <laughs> oh, that is so I good. know right now my full-time job is standing in the kitchen and either going to the store to fill the kitchen or, you know, preparing food from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and you have an on the washer and dryer team, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, they the kids are doing great at like participating in that themselves too. So we're doing lots of training around here. <laughs> everyone's everyone's got a pigeon. That is so good. Well, thanks so much yeah. for uh letting me chat with you and uh thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. No problem. Have a great day.